welcome back to another episode of Warrior Cats the series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Um, today we will be reading chapters 4 and 5. Um, and I want to apologize for not updating last week because um, I was sick. But yeah, we can get on with the episode now. Okay, now we can read chapter 4. Fireheart bounded up the ravine, the snow crisp under his paws. The sun shone in a pale blue sky, and through there was little warmth in its rays. The sight of it cheered Fireheart, and made him hopeful that New Leaf was not far away. Just behind him, Graystrip echoed Fireheart's thoughts. With any luck, the sun will bring some more prey out. Not if they hear you stomping along, Sandstorm teased as she scrambled past him. Brackenpaw, Graystripe's ap- apprentice, pr- protested loyally. He doesn't stomp, but Graystripe only responded with a good-natured growl. Fireheart felt new energy flow through it, flow through his limbs. Even through their duties today were meant to meant as a punishment. No cat had told him they had they had to hunt alone, and it was good to be with friends. Fireheart winced at the memory of Blue Star's ice cold gaze when he when she had re- rebuked him and Graystrip for apparently hunting for themselves. He would make up for lying to her by bringing back as much fresh kill as he could. The clan needed it badly. By the time he and Graystripe left the den that morning, the store of prey in the camp had almost gone, and most of the cats had already left to hunt. Fireheart had spotted Tigerclaw on his way back down on his way back down the ravine with the morning patrol. A squirrel was clamped in his jaws, its long tail bushing its long tail bushing the snow. The deputy's eyes narrowed menacingly as he passed Fireheart, but he did not put his prey down to speak. At the top of the slope, Sandstorm ran on ahead, while Graystripe began showing Brackenpaw where to search for mice among the trees, tree roots. Watching them, Fireheart couldn't suppress a pang of loss as he thought of Slenderpaw, who had been his own apprentice. She would be with them now if it hadn't been for her, for her accident. Instead, her crippled leg, the result of an uh, on an accident on the Thunderpath, kept her in the den with Yellowfang, the Thunderclan medicine cat. Pushing away these heavy thoughts, he crept forward. His jaws parted as he ex- examined the forest smells. A faint breeze stirred the sp- surface of the snow and brought a familiar scent, rabbit. Lifting his head, Fireheart could see the brown furred creature snuffling under a clump of bracken, where a few green spikes of grass poked through the snow. He dropped into a hunting crouch, and delicately, paw step by paw step, drew closer. At the last moment, the rabbit sensed him and sprang up, but it was too late. Before it could even squeal, Fireheart pounced. Triumphantly, Fireheart headed back to the camp, dragging the rabbit along with him. As soon as he entered the clearing, he saw with he saw with relief that the pile of fresh kill was swelling again after the morning patrols. Bluestar was standing beside it. Well done, Fireheart, she meowed as he brought the rabbit to the pile. 
Will you take that straight to Yelfin in her, in her den? Warmed by his leader's approval, Fireheart hauled the rabbit across the clearing. A tunnel of ferns, brown and brittle now, led to, to, led to this secluded corner of the camp where the Santa Clara medicine cat had her den inside a split rock. Ducking under the ferns, Fireheart saw Yellowfang lying in the mouth of her den, with her paws tucked under her chest. Cinderpaw sat in front of her, her smoky gray fur fluffed up and her blue eyes focused on the medicine cat's broad face. Now, Cinderpaw, can the old cat's raspy mew. One eye's paw pads are cracked because, uh, because of the cold. What are we going to do for her? Marigold leaves in case of infection, Cinderpaw replied promptly, ointment of yarrow to soften the pads and help them heal. Poppy seed if she need, she's in pain. Well done, purred Yelfing. Cinderpaw sat up even straighter, and her eyes shone with pride, as Fireheart knew only too well. The medicine cat didn't give praise lightly. Right, you can take... You can take her the leaves and the ointment, meowed Yellowfang. She won't need the poppy seeds unless she, the cut gets worse. Cinderpaul stood up and was on her way into the into the den when she caught sight of Fireheart standing by the tunnel, mewing in delight. She hurried over to him with an awkward lurching gait. Regret stabbed at Fireheart, sharp as a claw. Cinderpaw had been a keyless bundle of energy before the Thunderpath accident that crushed her, crushed her leg. Now she would never run properly again, and and had had to give up her dreams of becoming a Thunderclan warrior. But the Thunderpath monster had not crushed her bright spirit. Her eyes were dancing as she reached Fireheart. Fresh kill, she explained. Is that for us? Great. About time, too, grumbled Yellowfang, still sitting sitting inside her den. Mind you, the rabbit is very welcome, she added. We've had half the clan in here since sunrise, complaining about some ache or other. Fireheart carried the rabbit across the clearing and dropped it in front of the medicine cat. Yellowfang poked it poked it with one paw it might have been it might have a bit of, f- f- of flesh on the, its buns for once she remarked grudgingly all right Senator paul take the marigold leaves and the yarrow to one eye and hurry back if you're quick there might be some rabbit left Senator paul purred and brushed yellowfang's shoulder with the tip of her tail as she went past her into the den softly fireheart fireheart mewed how she how is she doing is she settling down She's fine, snapped Yellowfang. Stop worrying about her. Fireheart wished he could. Fireheart wished he could. Cinderpaw had been his apprentice. He could not help feeling that he had been partly responsible for a, a accident. He should have stopped her from going to the Thunderpath alone. Then he brought himself up, up short remembering exactly how the accident had happened. Tireclaw had asked Bluestar to meet him by the Thunderpath, but Bluestar had been too ill to go. Few warriors were in the camp. Fireheart himself had been out, had been about to leave on an urgent mission for catnip to tree Bluestar's green, green cough. He had told Cinderpaw not to go meet Tigerclaw instead of him, but Tigerclaw had ignored his order. The accident had happened because Tigerclaw placed his scent marker too close to the edge of the Thunderpath. 
Fireheart suspected that it was meant to, as a trap for Blue Star and Tiger Claw was responsible. As Fireheart said goodbye to the elephant and went back to the hunting, went back to hunting, he felt a new surge of determination to bring Tiger Claw's guilt into the open. For for the sake of Redtail, muttered for Ravenpaw, driven from the clan. For Cinderpaw, crippled, and for all the clan cats, both now and to come, who were in danger from Tiger Claw's greed for power. It was it was a day after their hunting punishment. Fireheart had decided that there was no time to lose before visiting RiverClan territory to discover how Oakheart had really died. He crouched at the edge of the forest and looked out toward the frozen river. The wind made a rustling sound in the dry reeds that poked up through the ice and snow. Beside him, Graystripe sniffed the breeze, alert for scent of other cats. I can smell river clan cats, he whispered, but the scent is old. I think we can cross safely. Fireheart realized he was more worried about cats from his own clan seeing them than me in an enemy patrol. Already, Terraclaw suspected him of treachery. If the deputy found out what they were doing now, they'd be crow food. All right, he whispered back. Let's go. Graystripe led the way confidently across the ice, keeping his weight low over his paws so that he didn't slip. At first, Fireheart was impressed. Then he realized that Graystripe had been crossing the river secretly for moons now to go and meet Silverstream. He followed more cautiously, half expecting the ice to crack under his weight and plunge him into the freezing dark water below. Here, downstream of the sunning rocks, the river itself was the boundary between the two clans. Fireheart's fur prickled as he crossed, and he he kept glancing back to make sure that no cat from his clan was watching. Once they once they reached the far bank, they crept into a shelter of a reed bed and sniffed the air for, for signs of river clan cats. Fireheart was conscious of gray stripe and spoke in fear. Every muscle of the gray warrior's body was tense as he peered through the reed stems. We must both be mad, he hissed to Fireheart. You made me the promise to meet Silverstream at Four Trees whenever I wanted to see her, and now we are in RiverClan. And now, <clears throat> and now here we are in RiverClan territory again. I know, Fireheart answered, but there's no other way. We need to talk to the River Clan Cat, and Silverstream's more likely to help us than any of the others. He just—he was just as apprehensive as his old friend. They were surrounded by scents of River Clan, though none of them were fresh. To Fireheart, it, was, it felt as if, if he were a kitty pet in the forest for the first time again. <coughs> lost in a frightening and unfamiliar place. Using the reeds for cover, the the two cats began to work their way upstream. Fireheart tried to step lightly, as if he were stalking prey, his belly skimming the snow. He was uncomfortably aware of how his flame-colored coat stood out against the white surface. The scent of the RiverClan cats were growing more powerful, and he guessed the camp must be nearby. How much further, he mewed softly to Graystripe. Not far. See that island up ahead? They had come They had come to a place where the river curved away from the ThunderClan territory and grew wider. Not far ahead, 
a, simil- sim- a small island surrounded by reed beds showed above the frozen surface. Willow trees stopped low for the, from the banks of the island, the tips of their overhang, overhanging branches trapped in the ice. An island? Fireheart echoed in amazement, but what happens when the river isn't frozen? Do they swim across? Silverstream says the water's very shallow there, Graystrip explained, but I've never been right into the camp myself. Beside them, the ground sloped gently upward, away from the reedy shore. At the top, the the gorse and, and hawthorn grew thickly, with occasional hollows sh- sh- showing green and shiny under its coating of snow. But there was a bare expanse of shore, of shore between the reeds and the sheltering bushes, with no cover for, for prey or cats. Graystripe had been moving forward in a low crouch. Now he lifted his head, sensing the air, and, and looked warily around. Then, without warning, he sprang away from the reeds and dashed up the slope. Fireheart raced after him, his paws skidding in the snow. Reaching the bushes, they plunged between the branches and stopped. Gasping for breath, Fireheart listened to the yelling of an alerted patrol, but no sound came up came up from the camp. He flopped down on the dead leaves and puffed out a sigh of relief. We can see the entrance of the camp from here, Graystripe told him. I used to wait here for Silverstream. Fire, Fireheart hoped she would, she would come soon. Every moment they spent here increasing increasing their chances of discovery. Shifting his position so he had a good view of the slope and the island camp, he could just make out the silhouettes of cats moving around. He was so intent on trying to peer into the thick bushes that screened the island that he didn't see the tabby who was padding past their hiding place until she was barely a tail length away. She carried a, she carried a small squirrel in her jaws, and her gaze was fixed on the frozen ground. Fireheart froze in, into a crouch, ready to spring out of the cat spotted them, and tracked her with, with his gaze until she passed. Luckily, he thought the scent of the prey she was carrying must have masked the scent of the Thunderclan intruders. Suddenly, he realized that a group of four cats, led by Leopard Fur and the River Clan deputy, had, had emerged from the camp. Leopard Fur was fiercely hostile to the th- toward Thunder Clan. Ever since her patrol had come upon Fire, Fireheart and Graystripe trespassing on River Clan territory as they returned from bringing one clan home, a River Clan cat had died in the uh, in, ensuing fight. And Leopard Fur did not forgive easily. As she, disco- as she discovered Fireheart and Graystripe now, she wouldn't even give them a chance to explain what they were doing on this side of the river. To Fireheart's relief, the patrol didn't come their way. Instead, they set off across the frozen river toward the, th- toward the sunning rocks, off to patrol the border. Fireheart guessed. At last, a familiar silver-gray shape appeared. Silver string, purred Graystripe. Fireheart watched River Clan, the River Clan she cat, stepping delicately across the ice toward the bank. She was, she was certainly beautiful. He realized with finely, finely shaped head and thick, sleek, sleek fur. No wonder Graystripe captivated her by her. Graystripe rose to his paws, ready to call out, call out to her when two other cats emerged from the camp and ran to catch up with Silverstream. One of them was the smoky black warrior Blackclaw, recognizable from the other 
from from gathering spies long legs and lean body. In the smaller cat, Fireheart guessed must have been Black Claw's apprentice. Hunting patrol, Graystripe murmured. All three cats began to climb the, the climb the slope. Fireheart let out a hiss, half impatient, half fear. He had hoped they would be able to speak to Silverstream alone. How could they separate for her from all? from her com- companions what if black claw-, claw scented the intruders after all he wasn't carrying a helpful mouth full of prey to block his scent glands black claw-, black claw took the lead with his apprentice and silverstream followed a tail length or two behind as the patrol reached the bushes silverstream paused her ears pricked wearily as if she detected a familiar but unexpected scent graystripe let out a short sharp hiss and Silverstream's ears swivel toward the sound. Silverstream, Graystripe mewed softly. The she-cat flicked her ears, and Fireheart let out the breath he had been holding. She had heard. Black Claw, she called to the warrior ahead of her. I'll try for a mouse in the bushes here. Don't wait for me. Fireheart heard an answering mew from Black Claw. Moments later, Silverstream slipped through the branches until she reached the space where the young ThunderClan warriors were crouching. She pressed herself against Graystripe, purring loudly. The two cats rubbed their faces together with obvious delight. I thought you only wanted to, to wanted us to meet at Four Trees, Silverstream meowed when the two cats had finished greeting each other. What are you doing here? I brought Fire, Fireheart to see you, Graystripe explained. He needs to ask you something. Fireheart had not spoken to Silverstream since he had let her escape at the, in the battle. He guessed she was remembering that too, for she dipped her head graciously toward him, with no trace of the of the defense hostile ho- hostility she had shown him when he had tried to discourage her from seeing Graystripe. At the start of, her, of their relationship, yes, Fireheart. What do you know about the battle at Sunning Rocks when Okar died? Fire launched straight in. Where were were you there? No, Silverstream replied. She looked thoughtful. Is it very important? Yes, it is. Could you ask some cat who was? I need... I'll do better than that, Silverstream interrupted. I'll bring Mustyfoot to talk to you herself. Fireheart exchanged a glance, a glance with Graystripe. Was that a good idea? It's okay, mewed Silverstream, as if she guessed that was what was worrying worrying him. Mystery F- Mistyfoot knows about me and Graystripe. She doesn't like it, but she won't give it give me away. She'll come now if I ask her. Fireheart hesitated, then dipped his head in assent. All right, thanks. He had he had already finished speaking before Silverstream turned and slid out of the bushes again. When Fireheart watched, and Fireheart watched her bounding through the snow toward the camp, isn't she she great? Graystripe murmured. Fireheart said nothing, but he had settled down to wait. He was getting more nervous with every mo- moment that passed. If he and Graystripe stayed in RiverClan territory for much longer, some of the RiverClan cats were bound to find them. They would be lucky to escape with their fur intact. Graystripe, he began. If Silverstream can't. Just then, he saw the silver-gray tabby crossing the ice from the camp again, with another cat behind her. They raced up the slope, and Silverstream led the way into the bushes. The cat she brought with her was a slender queen with a thick, with thick gray fur and blue eyes. For a heartbeat, Fireheart, 
Fireheart thought she seemed familiar. He decided he must see he must have seen her at the gathering. When the queen saw Fireheart and Graystripe, she stopped dead. Her fur began to rise suspiciously as she flattened her ears against her head. Mistyfoot meowed Silverstone quietly. These are ThunderClan cats, hissed Mistyfoot. But what are they doing here? This is RiverClan territory. Mistyfoot listened. Silverstream went over to her friend and tried to nudge her toward Fireheart and Graystripe. Mistyfoot stood her ground. Fireheart couldn't help feeling daunted by the look of, plank, of blank hostility in her eyes. Had he been stupid to think that the RiverClan cat would, hap- would help him? I kept your secret about him. Mistyfoot reminded Silverstream, jerking her chin at Graystripe. But I'm not going to keep quiet if you start bringing the whole ThunderClan here. Don't be ridiculous, Silverstream retorted. It's all right, Mistyfoot, Fire put in. We haven't taken any of your prey and we're not here to spy. We need to speak to a cat who fought in the battle at Sunning Sunning Rocks where Oakheart died. Why? Mistyfoot narrowed her eyes. It's hard to explain, Fireheart mewed. But it's nothing that could harm RiverClan. I swear that by StarClan, he added. The young queen seemed to relax. And this time, she let let Silverstream urge her forward until she was sitting beside Fireheart. Graystripe stood up, ducking his head to avoid the low-hanging branches. If you two are going to talk, Silverstream and I will leave you to it. Fireheart opened his mouth to protest, alarmed at the idea of being alone in enemy territory. But Graystripe and Silverstream were already slipping out of the bushes. Just before they vanished among the tongue of hawthorn branches, Graystripe looked back. Oh, Fireheart, he meowed quietly. Before you go back, make sure you roll in something strong to hide the river clans. And he blinked in embarrassment. Fox dung is good. Wait, Graystripe. Fireheart jumped to his paws, but it was no use. Graystripe and Silverstream were gone. Don't worry, meowed Mistyfoot behind them. I won't eat you. You, you'd give me a bellyache. Fireheart turned back to see her blue eyes sparkling with amusement. You're Fireheart, aren't you? She went She went on. I've seen you at the gatherings. They say you used to be a kitty pet. Her voice was cool, but suddenly vile with suspicion. That's true, Fireheart admitted heavily, feeling the familiar stink at the com- contempt of the clan boring cats for his past. But I'm a warrior now. Mistyfoot licked her paw and drew it slowly over one ear, keep, keeping her eyes fixed on his face. All right, she mewed at last. I fought in the battle. What do you want to know? Fireheart paused for a moment, putting his thoughts in the in order. He would have only one chance to find out the truth. He mustn't take any, make any mistakes. Get on with it, growled Mistyfoot. I've left, left my kids to come and talk to you. It won't take long, Fireheart promised. What can you tell me about the way Oakheart died? Oakheart, Mistyfoot, looked down at her paws. After a deep breath, she lifted her head, her eyes to Fireheart again. Oakheart was my father. Did you know that? No, I didn't, mewed Fireheart. I'm sorry. I never met him, but they say he was a brave warrior. He was the best and bravest, Mistyfoot agreed, and he should never have died. It was an accident. Fireheart felt his heart beginning to rise. This was exactly what he needed to know. Are you sure? He asked. No cat killed him. He was wounded in battle, but not enough to kill him. 
me on Misty Foot. Afterward, we found his body under some fallen rocks. Our medicine cat said that that was what killed him. So no cat was responsible, Fireheart muttered. Ravenpaw was right. What? The blue-gray queen frowned. Nothing. Fireheart meowed hastily. Nothing important. Thank you, Misty Foot. That's all I wanted to know. And if that's all... No, Misty Foot. Wait. There's one more thing. In the battle, one of our cats heard Oakheart say that no ThunderClan cat should harm Stonefur. Do you know what he meant by that? The clan queen was silent for a while her blue eyes gazing into the distance. Then she shook her head firmly, as if she were flicking water off it. Stonefur is my brother, she mewed. Then Oakheart was his father too, Fireheart realized. Is that why he wanted to protect him from the ThunderClan cats? No, Mistyfoot's eyes flashed blue fire. Oakheart never tried to protect either of us. He wanted us to be warriors like, to, like him and bring honor to the clan. Then why? I don't know, she sounded, as if she was genuinely puzzled. Fireheart tried not to feel disappointed. At least he knew for certain that now that how Oakheart had died, but he couldn't shake off the feeling that what Oakheart had said about Stonefur was important, if only he could understand it. My mother might know, Missyfoot meowed unexpectedly. Fireheart turned back to her, his ears pricked. Graypool, he added. If he, she can't explain it, no cat can. Could you ask her? Maybe. Mistyfoot's expression was still guarded, but Fireheart guessed that she was as curious about the meaning of Oakheart's words as he was himself. But it might be better, better for you to speak to her yourself. Fireheart blinked in surprise that Mistyfoot should suggest that, such a thing. When she had seemed so hostile at first. Can I? He asked. Now? No, Mistyfoot decided after a pause. It's too risky for you to stay here any longer. Lep Leopard First Patrol will be back soon. Besides, Great Pool is an elder now and hardly ever leaves the camp. She'll take some pursuiting before she'll come out. But don't worry. I think I think of a I'll think of a reason. Fireheart bowed his head in reluctant agreement. Part of him was wildly impatient to hear what Greypool had to say, but the rest of him knew that Missy Foot was right. How will I know where to meet her? I'll send, send a message with, with Silver Stream. Missy Foot promised. Now go. If Leopardfur finds you here, I won't be able to help you. Fireheart blinked at her. He would have liked to give the young queen a look of gratitude, but he was afraid of getting clawed ear in return. Mistyfoot seemed to have gotten over the worst of her hostility, but she wasn't going to let him forget that they can't come from two different clans. Thank you, Mistyfoot, he mailed. I won't forget this, and if, and if ever I can do anything for you. Just go, Mistyfoot hissed as Fireheart slipped past her toward the gap in the bushes. She added with a purr of amusement, don't forget the fox gun. Okay, and that's the end of chapter um, uh, four. Uh, we'll take a quick break and read chapter five. Bye. Now we can read chapter five. 
can't believe I'm doing this, Fireheart muttered as he pushed through the gorse tunnel into his own camp. He had found some fresh fox dung in the forest and rolled in it until he reeked. No cat would ever guess he had been into River Clan territory now. Whether they would let him into the warriors then was another matter. At least he had managed to catch a squirrel on the on his way back so he wasn't returning empty pod. As he emerged from the gorse tunnel, Fireheart saw Blue Star standing on standing on top of the high rock. He realized he had just missed hearing her call the clan together because other cats were appearing from their dens to gather below her. Fireheart left his squirrel on a pile of fresh comb and padded over to join them. Across the clearing, Brendelface's kits tumbled out of the nursery, followed by Brendelface herself. Fireheart could easily pick out his sister, his sister's, sister's son, Cloudkit, by his gleaming wifer. Princess, Fireheart's sister, who, had, who still lived in the Tulip place, had no wish to leave the comfortable life of a kitty pet, but Fireheart tales, Fireheart's tales of the clan life had captative, captated her, and she had given her eldest son to the clan. So far, the clan were finding it hard to accept another kitty pet among them, even through Brennaflates that treated him like one of their own, one of her own kits. Fireheart knew from experience how much determination Cloud Kit would need to make a place for himself. As he drew closer, Fireheart heard the kit, white kit complain loudly to Brennaflates, "Why can't I be an apprentice? I'm nearly as big as that dumb ginger kit as of Frostfurs." Fireheart's and interest quickened. Blue Star must be about to perform the apprentice's na- naming ceremony for Frostfur's two re- remaining kits, their brother and, and sister, Brackenpaw and Cinderpaw, who had been named apprentices a few moons ago. And Fireheart could guess that these two must be desperate for their own naming ceremony. He is glad that he had returned in time to witness it. Brindleface whispered to Cloudkit as she gathered her kits around her and found them in a place to sit. Found them a place to sit. You can't be an apprentice until you're six moons old, but I want to be an apprentice now. Fireheart's le- Fireheart left Brindleface trying to cl- explain clan customs to the in- innocent Cloudkit and went to sit near the front of the gathering, next to the sandstorm. Her head whipped around in alarm as he took his place. Fireheart, where have you been? You smell like fox that you smell like a fox that's been dead for a moon. Sorry, Fireheart mumbled, it was an accident. He hated the stench as much as any cat, but he didn't like having to lie to Sandstorm about how he came to smell like that. Well stay away from me till it wears off. Through Sandstorm's words were firm. There was laughter in her eyes as she shifted a tail length away from him. And clean yourself up before you come into my den, growled a familiar voice. Fireheart turned to see Tigerclaw standing behind him. I'm not going to sleep with that stink in my nose. Fireheart dipped his head in embarrassment as Tigerclaw stalked away. Even through... Wait. Fireheart dipped his head in embarrassment as Tigerclaw stalked away. And then looked at uh, as Blue Star began to speak. We are gathered here to give two clan kits their princess's names. She glanced down to where Frostfur was sitting proudly, with her tail curled neatly over her paws. The the two kits sat one on each side of her, and as Blueser spoke, the bigger one of them, a ginger kit like his brother Brackenpaw, sprang impatiently to his paws. 
Yes, come forward, both of you, Bustar invited warmly. The ginger kid dashed forward and skated to a stop at the foot of the high rock. His sister followed more sedately. She was white like her mother, except for ginger patches along her back and a ginger tail. Fireheart closed his eyes for a moment. Not long ago, he had been given Cinderpaw as, as his apprentice. He half, he half wished what he could be that he could be mentored to one of these kids. But he knew that if Blue Star had chosen him for this honor, she would have already told him to ex- expect it. Perhaps she would never choose him again, he thought with a pain that chilled his heart after he had failed Cinderpaw so badly. Mouseford, meowed Blue Star. You, you have told me that you are ready to take on an apprentice. You won't be mentored to Thornpaw. Fireheart watched as Mousefur, a, a wiry, compact she-cat with brown fur, stepped forward and went to stand beside the ginger kit, who, was, who scampered up to meet her. Mousefur, Blue Star went on. You have shown yourself a brave, brave and intelligent warrior. See that you pass on your courage and wisdom to your new apprentice. While Bluestar spoke, Mousefur looked just as proud as the newly named Thornpaw. The two of them touched noses and withdrew to the edge of the clearing. Fireheart could hear Thornpaw meowing eagerly as if he were already playing his mentor, mentor with questions. The ginger and white kit was still standing beneath the high rock, looking up at Bluestar. Fireheart was close enough to see her whiskers quivering with anticipation. Whitestorm, Blue Star announced, you are free to take a new apprentice now that Sandstorm has become a warrior. You will be mentored to Brightpaw. The big white cat who had been stre- who had been stretched out at the front of the gathering stood up and padded over to Brightpaw. She waited for him with her eyes shining. Whitestorm, meowed Blue Star, you are a warrior of great skill and experience. I know that you will pass on all your all you know to this young apprentice. Certainly, Whitestorm purred, welcome, Brightheart. He bent to touch noses with her and escorted her back to the assembled cats. The other cats began to gather around her, congratulating the two new apprentices and calling them by their new names. As he went to join them, Fireheart caught sight of Graystripe at the back of the crowd beside the tunnel. His friend must have returned to camp unseen while the rest of the clan was listening to Blue Star. It's all arranged, Graystripe mewed softly, patting out to Fireheart. If it's sunny tomorrow, Silverstream and Missyfoot will pursue persuade Graypool to leave the camp for some exercise. They'll meet us at Sunhigh. Where? Fireheart asked, not sure that he wanted to go far into RiverClan territory. Two days running. It was dangerous to leave. So much fresh kill, ThunderClan sent there. Sorry. So much fresh, ThunderClan sent there. There's a quiet, a quiet glade just over the border, not far from the Tulek Bridge. Graystripe explained, Silverstream and I used to meet there before, you know. 
Fireheart understood. Graystripe had been keeping his promise about meeting Silverstream only at Fortress, and it was only because of his desire to find out about the Sunny Rocks battle that they were taking an extra risk. Thank you, he mur murmured sincerely as he padded over to the pile of fresh kill to choose a piece for himself. His paws twitched in anticipation for of the next sun high when he would discover what Graypool knew of, of this mystery. This is the place, Graystripe whispered. He and Fireheart were only, were only a few rabbit hops over the river clan border on their own side of the river. The ground gave way to a deep sh hollow, sheltered by thorn bushes. Snow had drifted there, and a tiny stream frozen now to into icicles carved a deep channel between the two rocks. Fireheart guessed what that when new leaf came and the snow melted, this would be a beautiful and well-hidden place. The two cats squeezed under one of the thorn bushes and scrabbled among the dead leaves to make comfortable nests while they waited. Fireheart had caught a mouse on the way and brought it as a gift for Graypool. He dropped it where the leaves were driest, trying to forget his own hunger, settled down with his paws tucked under him. He, he knew he was putting himself and his friends in danger with this meeting, not to mention the fact that he was breaking the warrior code in line to his clan. Yet he had belie he believed that this was all for the sake of the, his clan. Fireheart only wished he could be sure that the path he had chosen was the right one. The weak sun, with the weak leaf bare sunlight, glittered on the snow in the hollow. Sunlight had come and gone, and Fireheart was beginning to think the other cats weren't coming. Then he caught a river clan scent and heard the thin elderly voice rasped, rasped raised in complaint from the direction of the river this is too far for my old bones i'm just i'm going to freeze to death nonsense gray pool it's a beautiful day that was silver stream the the exercise will do you good fireheart heard a snort of contempt in response three cats came into view picking their way down the side of the hollow Two of them were Silverstream and Mistyfoot. The third was an elder he had never seen before. A skinny she-cat with patchy fur and a scarred muscle, turning white with age. Halfway down the hollow, she paused, stiffening as she sniffed the air. There are Thunderclan cats here, she hissed. Fireheart saw a Silverstream and Misty Mistyfoot exchange a, a worried glance. Yes, I know, Mistyfoot soothed the elderly she-cat. It's all right. Graypool gave her a suspicious look. What do you mean, all right? What are they doing here? They just want to talk to you, Mistyfoot said gently. Trust me. For a heartbeat, Fireheart was afraid the other would turn back, yelling up to raise the alarm. But to his relief, Gray Graypool's curiosity was much was too much for her. She padded after Mistyfoot, shaking her paw with disgust as they sink into the soft snow. Graystripe, Silverstream mewed warily. Graystripe stuck his head out of the bush. We're here. The three River Clan cats pushed their way into the prickly shelter. Graypool tensed as she came face to face with Fireheart and Graystripe, and her yellow eyes, yellow eyes flared with hostility. This is Fireheart, and this is Graystripe, meowed Silverstream. They. Two of them, Graypool interrupted. They had better be a good explanation for this. There is, Mistyfoot assured her. There are decent cats for Thunderclan anyway. Give them a chance to explain. 
Both she and Silverstream looked expectantly at Fireheart. We need to talk to you, Fireheart began, feeling his whiskers twitching nervously. He pushed this piece of fresh gold toward her with one paw. Here, I brought you this. Grey pool awed the mouse. Well, at least you remember your manners, Thunder Clan or not. She crouched down and began to crunch the fresh kill, showing teeth broken with age. Stringy, but it'll do. She she rasped, gulping. While she was still eating, Fireheart tried to find the right words for what we needed to say. I want to ask you about something Oakheart said before he died, he ventured. Graypool's ears twitched. I heard what happened in the battle at Sunny Rocks, Fireheart continued, before, before he died. Oakheart told one of our warriors that no Thunderclan cat should ever harm Stunfer. Do you know what he might have meant? Greypool did not reply till she had swallowed the last morsel of mouse and swiped a remarkably pink tongue around her muzzle. Then she sat up and curled her tail around her paws. She fixed a thoughtful gaze on Fireheart for several long moments until he felt that she couldn't see everything that was in his mind. I think you should go, she mewed at last to the two young Riverclan cats. Go on, out, you too, she added to Graystripe. I'll talk to Fireheart alone. I can see he's the one who needs to know. Fireheart bit back a protest. If he insisted that Graystripe should stay, the Riverclan elder might refuse to talk at all. He looked at his friend and saw her, uh, her his own puzzlement expression reflected in Graystripe's yellow eyes. What did Graypool have to say that that she didn't want her own clan leader to, sorry, her own clan to hear? Fireheart shivered, and not from the cold. Fireheart shivered, and not from the cold. Some instinct told him there was a secret here, dark as the shadow of a crow's wing. But if it was a River Clan secret, he couldn't imagine what it ha- would have to do with Thunder Clan. From the gaze. Gaze, glances they exchanged, Silverstream and Misty Fruit were just as confused, but they started to back out of the bush without protest. We'll wait for you you near the two-leg bridge, Silverstream mewed. There's no need, Graypool hissed impatiently. I may be old, but I'm not hopeless. I'll find my own way back. Silverstream sur- shrugged, into the, and the two Riverland cats withdrew. When Graystripe with Graystripe following them. Graypool sat in silence until the sense of the cats who had left began to fade. Now, she began, Miss Seafoot has told you that I'm her mother, in stone verse. Yes, Fireheart's in a a tale nervousness was ebbing away to be replaced with respect for the ancient enemy queen. As he sensed her wisdom beneath the apparent short temper. Well, growled the cat, I'm not. As Fireheart opened his mouth to speak, she went on. I brought back I brought the pair of them up as kitch kits, but I didn't have I didn't give birth to them. Oakheart brought them to me in the middle of Leaf Bear when they were just a few days old. But where'd Oakheart get the kits? Fireheart blurted out. Graypool's eyes narrowed. He told me he found them in the forest, as if they'd been abandoned by road cats or two legs, she meowed, but I'm not stupid. And my nose has always worked ju- worked just fine. The kits smelled of the forest all right, but there was another scent underneath. The scent of Thunderclan. And that's the end of chapter five. Um next week we can read chapter six and seven. Uh see you later. Bye. Hopefully next week. <laughs>